0: Welcome to the Calibre Podcast, brought to you by the Watches of Switzerland Group. This episode, taken from our Instagram Live, features our CEO, Brian Duffy, and Christian Selmoni, Style and Heritage Director of Vacheron Constantin. They discuss the brand's latest launches unveiled at this year's unique digital watch fair, Watches and Wonders, formerly known as SIHH. Christian, thank you very much uh, for joining me. And uh, thank you everybody for uh, for joining in. We seem to have a uh, quite a large and uh, diverse list of uh, audience out there. Um, I didn't say an introduction. My name's uh, Brian Duffy. I'm the CEO of the of Switzerland uh, Group, and delighted to be doing this little series of uh, Instagram interviews, particularly focusing on new product, a uh, new product that was uh, presented at uh, Watch and Wonders uh, uh, recently, and uh, and today have a have a great guest. Who is a Christian Selmoli. Uh, Christian is the Style and Heritage Director of uh, Bacheron uh, Constantin. So, Christian, thank you very much for joining me. My
1: pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'm sure everybody
0: out there knows all about uh, Bacheron. What a great brand uh, it is! It's part of the Richemont uh, Group has has been since 1996. Uh, but perhaps Christian, I, I know that you're an expert on the on the history of the brand. Perhaps you could give us a a bit of a background to the history of this uh, wonderful brand.
1: Okay, so maybe um, I can I can go through the history of the brand very quickly, and so if you have some some questions or anything you would like me to to explain further, further just just let me know. Okay. So um, as you are mentioning, so Vacheron Constantin is the oldest watchmaking uh, maison without an, any non-stop activity since uh, 1755. <clears throat> And um, this is a this is a maison um, which uh, really um, developed itself uh, thanks to to the partnership that uh, Jean-Marc that, uh, that Vacheron made with François Constantin in 1819. So François Constantin was uh, let's say a um, um, salesperson, if I may say. He was very much he, he was he was already doing business about watch, watches with foreign countries, but he joined Vacheron in 1819. In and thanks to his, um, I would say, contribution, the brand has developed a lot uh, since the, the 1820s. And um, it's important also to mention that uh, this is this is a uh, this is maison who has always been at, at the very top of, of fine watchmaking. And uh, from from the product point of view, uh, what is interesting also is that this maison has always um, managed to to have uh, on one side a, a, an excellent watchmaking art in mastering all aspects of, of fine watchmaking art. But in, in addition, um, there is always uh, a great um, many, many, many creations since the beginning which were incorporating de- decorative crafts, such as enabling, engraving, guillotage and gem setting. Yep. So it's very interesting to see that this tradition of, uh, of combining uh, the highest uh, watchmaking together with decorative crafts Re, re, is still uh, very much true these days. So, um, in a nutshell, uh, of course, there has been many things to talk about Bacheron during these uh, this, uh, two centuries. So, I would say that for me, I would say the key aspects are really, um, I would say, a, a great technical know-how in, in the field of fine watchmaking, mastering, you know, wheel-trapping movements up to the ground complications, um, and this uh, this mastery as well of decorative crafts uh, yeah. uh, at a very high level.
0: Yep. So, but we'll talk more uh, more recent history shortly as an introduction to your uh, to your novelties. But I, I did look again at the history of uh, of Bachelot and It it, uh, it is amazing. And one of the things I always point out on these uh, sessions and in uh, podcasts that I do is just how young these uh, visionaries were. So Jean Marc Bacheron, twenty four years of age. Yes, Sure.
1: Uh,
0: when, when he started, and so many other young men of a similar age: Audemars Piguet, Emil Brandt, and so on. That. Uh, became such big influences and i also saw that back in the day so back in mid-18th century um his buddies included the uh, rousseau and uh, voltaire
1: yeah as you know the watchmakers at, at that time <clears throat> they were not uh if i may say uh only uh, obsessed by watchmaking but they they had a lot of int- different interests such as uh, philosophy astronomy yes. uh, mathematics and so on so it was the in French, the siècle des Lumières, so the Enlightenment years yes. in English, I think. And so, um, Jean-Marc uh, Vacher was pretty much uh, this kind of watchmaker, so curious about uh, about not only watchmaking but many different aspects of of life, and always always interested in two, in two, uh, exchanging uh, about uh, philosophy, mathematics, astronomy, yep. and sciences with with colleagues.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing to think of uh, Voltaire discussing. Uh... Escapement forks and uh, and balance yeah. wheels, <laughs> as well as a division of uh, of state and church and so on. So an amazing uh, amazing history. And the Maltese cross, uh, from eighteen eighty, has been the symbol, very recognised symbol, both on the movement and uh,
1: yeah, exactly on the on the dial. So you get it. So in fact, the, the the company decided to to create a distinctive uh, logo. Uh, which uh, which which has been it has been decided to take the matisse Cross and uh, it it was um, a component within the movement uh, which was uh, which was uh, linked with, uh, with the with the the main barrel and uh, very often this uh, matisse Cross they have four or five uh, branches and uh, we decided to 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 have the four branches uh, uh, matisse Cross and it became our logo in 1880 and uh, interesting enough. Um, we, we see it in our watches, I would say on the dials, as uh, applied in gold, only since the 50s. So, um, on all the Vachement the of pre-50s, you won't see the Maltese Cross uh, applied on the dial, but it started little by little during the, during the 50s. Uh,
0: interesting. And may I ask, I meant to ask an introduction. How long have you been with the company and how did you find yourself into this uh, yes. job that you asked?
1: Thank, thank you for asking the question. So um, to speak a little about my, my little person, so I was born in a family of watchmakers in the Valley de Joux. So as you know, which is, um, which is an interesting place when if you're interested into, into watches. And um, I was almost finishing the college when, in 1975. And as you know, we, we had to face a very difficult time at the, in the middle of the 70s due to, to, the, to the major change that, 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 that appeared, meaning the, the Quartz Revolution. So um, I, I, didn't, um, I didn't go to the watchmaking school in, in, the, in the Vallée de Joux, but uh, thanks to, to friends of mine, they were well, a long time ago after several years after, so in, in the end of the 80s, uh, friends of mine contacted me. I was working in the financial uh, services. They contacted me, asked me whether I would be interested to work at Vacheron Constantin, oh. because uh, mechanical watchmaking was back under the spotlight. And I said, "Yes, why not?" Because at this time in Switzerland, it was uh, you know you, you could leave your job in the evening and find a new one the day after. Uh, things have changed quite uh, drastically, I have to say. Mm-hmm. And um, this is why I, this is how I started. Vachon Constantin, the first February 1990. So that makes it 30 years from now, which looks like uh, you know a lot of time. But for me, it has been like uh, it was like yesterday. I had the chance to to reconnect uh, thanks to Vachon Constantin. To uh, to the the things which uh, surrounded my 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 childhood, as my grandfather was uh, was a watchmaker, a very good watchmaker actually, and he was working from home and he was explaining to me what he was doing when I was maybe six or seven seven years old. Yes. So that was um, you know you never you never escape from from your face sometimes.
0: It's obviously something that uh, you enjoy very much, and um, it's easy to do a good job, but it's something you really enjoy and you can really sense. Yeah, yourself. definitely. Yep. Yeah. So,
1: so yeah. For me, it has been a fantastic journey, and uh, I, I had the chance to to have different um, different positions in the company. And uh, most of my career, career I uh, I made it in the field of products, so product development, product design, uh, artistic direction as well. And finally, uh, if I may say, because you never know, uh, since 2017, I'm uh, I'm uh, in charge of style, so I'm style director and I'm also heritage director. So this is a very interesting position, and every day I'm discovering new things about uh, the universe of Asheron Constantin, and it's great.
0: Yeah, you're, uh, you're very lucky. I mean, I think, I can't imagine a better job for a, a luxury Swiss one than yeah. the style and heritage director. So, uh, yes, so congratulations.
1: Thank you, and the, the, on top of that, the good thing is that, you know, I really like, I really love watches. So.
0: I, I'm sure you're uh, uh, in some way responsible. There's been a great resurgence in the last couple of years of uh, Asheron Constantin, which will, uh, <laughs> We'll talk about it in just a moment. So we are going to go on to the 70s that uh, that you mentioned. Yes. Uh, but just before that, another amazing thing when you look at the history of uh, of Bacheron is the the clients that you've had over the over the centuries, which amazingly, uh, predominantly American clients. I'm sure, thanks to uh, thanks to Francois Constantin, who travelled to America and, yes. and did uh, great things. But one of your clients includes uh, Napoleon Bonaparte.
1: Oh yes okay so yes we we used to have um, uh, absolutely we used to have the Bonaparte family as as clients we we used to have um uh, quite a lot of famous clients actually we we don't we don't really communicate about famous clients that we that we had because this is a, we always we always thought that for us it was better to be discreet and to to remain watchmakers and to do what we know to do at the best but it's true that we we have we have some great names uh, in all our history, and uh, if you want to talk about maybe uh, like great collectors as well, so we 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 had uh, James W Packard, for example, who was a ah. bespoke uh, customer for us. Yep. We, we made um, unique pieces also for for King Fouad and Pharaoh of Egypt, and fam- famous famous people and, and, and kings and, and queens uh, since the since the beginning.
0: And uh, and movie stars like Marlon Brando.
1: Yes, exactly. So exactly. Yeah, so you 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 know you know you know almost all all of all of And so in yeah. fact we we have um we have a very nice timepiece from from the fifties, from which uh, which uh, was a gift, which is a gift from Zsa Gabor to Marlon Brando. So wow. we have this timepiece. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wow,
0: well, uh, this history of uh, Swiss watches with a great brand like is, uh, is really fascinating. So let, let's talk about the 70s when, yes. uh, when you decided not to follow your career in watches at that time. But it was a very, very uh, uh, pivotal time, as you mentioned, the quartz crisis in the 70s yep. and the Swiss industry reinventing itself as, a, as luxury mechanicals. And then a big change that happened was to take luxury and start to do it in steel. Yep. So we had Gerald Genta doing the Royal Oak, as we know, in 72, and then doing the Nautilus. And so on, and in that same decade, one of your most famous watches was done uh, with the Overseas range, uh, number two twenty-two.
1: Exactly. So, um, so I really appreciate that you 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 are mentioning the the triple two or the two two two. So this is a uh, this is a very interesting timepiece. Most people think that this is the very first Vacheron Constantin in steel uh, with integrated uh, steel bracelets. Is, yep. And uh, however, I have to I have to tell you that. Um, we we made in 1975 and very few people know it. In 1975, we did a chronoma- chronometer royal timepiece reference 2215, which has been uh, as far as I as I, as, I, as we found the, the the very first one. So this this is almost unknown timepiece, wow. which is very interesting. A, a kind of um, rectangular. Uh, Shaped watch with a with a integrated bracelet, but yeah. that was a very um, discreet, uh, I would say, debut in, in in such watches. But it's true that the triple two or the two 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 is really uh, the first Vacheron Constantin, which 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 is in this um, in this kind of sporty elegant timepieces such as the the one that you have mentioned. And it's true also to say what you are as, as you are mentioning that. Uh, the triple two or two 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 has been the the let's say the the inspiration for the creation of the overseas in nineteen ninety six so there are common elements between the two uh, models such as the flat table on the, on on the, on the case and also a, a special bezel yeah so these days the the triple two or two to two or two twenty two as you are mentioning so it's very interesting to see uh, how it, this is a timepiece which which drives a lot of interest from from collectors, and um, you, as you have seen, I'm sure, this is a this is a model that uh, that uh, the price of the triple two has uh, has jumped from from around maybe 10,000 10, euros to uh, fifty thousand euros and more these days. So it's really yep. a watch which is uh, which is uh, gaining a lot of interest, and
0: obviously it's the inspiration behind the, the, the overseas collection that you have today. Which over the last couple of years has been hugely successful.
1: Yes. So overseas, uh, in fact, um, we we are we are now in the third generation of overseas. So as you are, as you were mentioning, we we started in 1996, and um, we came with the second generation in 2004, uh, with a much more, I would say, with with slightly slightly different design, especially I, I think about the bracelet, which. Uh, which which is the the design that we have today and the third generation was launched in 2016 and the idea was to make an evolution of the of the, the overseas uh, second generation and we wanted to to add to the to the overseas a bit more uh, um, i would i would say vintage vintage like but I would, a bit more uh, elegance and sophistication and uh, i would say on top of that i think that uh, we have um, Incorporated a very interesting uh, a system for, for an easy interchangeability of the bracelet. So, in yep. a few seconds, you are changing from metal to alligator and alligator to rubber. And so, I think this versatility is one of the, the key features of the, of the current overseas.
0: Yes. And of course, uh, to now talk about the novelties you've introduced in the last couple of weeks are really stunning. Uh, uh, <laughs> as oh, it's gorgeous—the perpetual calendar. I love the combination. Always of watches of uh, of rose gold, the blue, and uh, the execution that you've done in the overseas is uh, just spectacular.
1: Thank you. What What can I say? I mean, I mean it's true. I, I think it was very important. Uh, watches and wonders, even if digital only uh, this year for us, because we 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 were showcasing. Uh, I would say a very interesting direction for overseas which is to to incorporate into this uh, this collection a skeleton or open work timepieces so we 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 just presented the overseas uh, perpetual calendar ultra thin skeleton and i I particularly appreciate this timepiece because uh, the skeletonized movement or or open work movement are a specialty of vachement constantin we started to do this kind of uh, decoration of this kind of specialty in the twenties for pocket watches. Then we we did it on uh, on the simple watches um, during the sixties and seventies, and now we are we are we are just incorporating this specialty into a, let's say modern contemporary sport elegant uh, elegant timepiece with a complicated movement and uh, with a super uh, super nice aesthetics which which are really uh, I would say it's a great uh, great combination of. Uh, of uh, hand finishing, hand beveling, spectacular architecture, and the elegant design.
0: Yeah, it, it really is uh, stunning. And uh, you mentioned the bracelets, and again, to have our bracelets yep. and straps, they have the three options, and you get all three options when you when you buy the watch. Yeah?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yep. So our idea was really to we, we just uh, when we were in in the process of developing the Overseas third Generation, our, we had some questions about uh, what kind of feature. Uh, our clients would, would like us to, to incorporate into their their, their watch, and so uh, we, we we spoke about many things, that, like uh, a lot of things, and finally we said to ourselves, so, okay, so now we are more and more living in a in a, in a world which, in which we we, we 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 like to keep one hour watch for the whole day, and if we do sport in the morning, if then if we go to work, then if we if we are going out in in the evening with with friends. Some we we, we like to, to to keep the same watch, and uh, we we thought about this versatility and this possibility of exchanging the, the bracelets to another one, and uh, as you are mentioning, so uh, with all uh, with every overseas we are offering uh, three bracelets. If you buy if you acquire an overseas on metal bracelet, so you receive uh, as well uh, one um, rubber bracelet and one alligator bracelet. It's uh, it's a very uh, it's a very complete package.
0: Yes, it is. It really adds to the, as you say, the versatility of when you would wear the watch. And it is uh, water resistant. So with a rubber yes. strap, you know, you can uh, really make it into a sporty watch. Also on the 56, the 56 collection has been uh, been a successful introduction over this it's one year, two years. I think two years we are. Yes, yes. Two years we are. And we collaborated with your uh, colleagues in the UK for the launch of uh, uh, 56 in the uh, UK watch of Switzerland and you you've introduced a really a, a very very nice brown
1: dial collection. Thank you. So um, exactly so maybe uh, allow me to 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 uh, to go back to to last year. Last year we presented two models in steel in the overseas lineup which had a very beautiful blue dial that we what we called the petroleum blue. Yeah. And that we wanted to make a very special kind of blue not you know the the every blue that you may find uh, on the market and so it was the result between uh, a joint work between our designers and uh, our dine maker and uh, we we did the same this year Uh, however on rose gold models and we decided to create a very special kind of brown we call it sepia brown and it's it's a very dark intense warm brown which is uh, matching uh, super well with the rose gold of the cases, and, uh, and it's, uh, and I think it's going to be a great success, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree. Absolutely. And uh, very recently, we took delivery of your uh, your collection for, uh, for women's, the uh, Egeri, yeah. and um, it's only just arrived, and already you're expanding it into um, some, some very, very beautiful uh, gem set pieces. Uh, the, the moon phase that uh, that you've done with the, the Pavi brace, uh, case, case and dial
1: absolutely yep. so uh, so it's true that uh, we we Egeri has been a, a major launch for us this year um and uh, so this is uh, our very first uh, collection dedicated to ladies since uh, quite a lot lot of time now and um we we already have um, several models in the collection and uh, we w- really wanted to come at uh, watching models with, with a spectacular addition to 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 the line and so this is a jewelry model that uh, we are incorporating in the lineup and uh, this model is based on the on the complicated model which, uh, which features multiple phases and so uh, this is a stunning work of, uh, of diamond setting very beautiful setting which underlines the aesthetics the design of the Egerie and um, it will be available in two versions so white gold only on satin strap or on a uh, full paved uh, bracelet and in that case we have uh, close to 12 carat of diamonds
0: and the uh, the inspiration for the overall look of the ajuri and uh, and the crown of one yes. and so on, is it the american is the...
1: yes uh, uh, there is there is uh, there is an inspiration from the american in fact again i, I would say if we con- if we consider that we have uh, you know this this very long this seniority this long history and uh, that uh, we consider really our heritage as, as a treasure. So this is a source for inspiration for the designer. We think it's very important to maintain that precious link between today's creations and the past. And it's not at all the idea of doing exactly the same as as 100 years ago, but to to incorporate in today's creations some elements that are coming from the past when when they when they make sense. And so the designers, when they started to to create to design the EJ, they thought about. Uh, incorporating a little twist in, the, in this timepiece, and they were looking for off-center uh, indication. So we had pocket watches from from 1824 that had this uh, this kind of off-center indications. And uh, it, in addition, as you are exactly mentioning, obviously we have the crown at one, between one and two o'clock, which is really an identification side of the American 22, which is uh, which has this, uh, this surprising, um, dial um, configuration, also with an offset uh, in indi- the indication. So you see it's, uh, it's a mix of several uh, inspirations from the past, but yes. always keeping in mind to create a contemporary timepiece.
0: I think the little uh, sub-dial of between the uh, one and two, particularly with the moon phase, uh, actually works very,
1: very well. It really adds a, a nice feature. Thank you. And I think also it gives a, a very interesting personality, if I may say, to the Asia in addition, with a, with a very delicate pattern that we have in the dial, which is a, which is a, a pleated pattern, which is made by tapestry machines, machines that, that, as you know certainly, they are around eighty years old. So it's great to do uh, to do modern time modern timekeepers, yet maintaining the tradition of using uh, uh, um, you know a very special kind of craftsmanship.
0: You know, and you mentioned the. Uh earlier your very deserved reputation for artisanal skills like uh, guilloche and enamelling and, uh, gen- <laughs> and there's some fabulous examples that you've presented using all of those skills with your uh, traditional complications and uh, grand complications what what's your favourite within, within all
1: of that? So uh, you are you are talking about the our ability to 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 create uh, very complicated watches together yes. having decorative crafts. Yeah. Yes. So I would say that um, as as we were discussing before, so this is a this is a great tradition. So to to combine both uh, technicality and, and decorative crafts. and uh, I'd like to talk a bit about uh, Les Caminotiers. So Les Caminotiers being the, the department in Vacheron Constantin which creates unique timepieces. So they can be uh, bespoke timepieces or they can be uh, unique pieces that uh, this department creates for one single, single client. And it's very true that uh, in, many, uh, in many projects that we, that we, uh, that we are currently uh, running in this department, we have uh, very complicated watches, which in addition incorporate decorative crafts. And so it's an interesting, uh, interesting uh, specialty. And uh, we are very happy to see uh, that uh, still in 2020 we, we have uh, customers who, 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 st- who love to, to have this integration of decorative crafts and so uh, but we also do uh, we also uh, incorporating decorative crafts in, 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 in our regular collections and uh, but it's true that uh, quite a lot of uh, the activity is driven by by, Amignoté, by unique pieces
0: you know, I'd uh, I'd recommend to anybody uh, anybody listening with with an interest in, in the of crafts and the horological pieces to really look on your website. They really are stunning. The uh, the singing birds is a, a, yeah. are particularly beautiful and uh, this grand complication you're doing with the twenty four complications.
1: Absolutely. So on this timepiece, um, well, actually on this timepiece, we we also uh, showcase uh, the. The handmade uh, guillochage, but I would say this is uh, this is a timepiece which is really devoted to, to to watchmaking complications. To to sum up this timepiece, uh, or maybe to introduce it uh, properly, so I'd like to say that this is a 5 years work, and uh, behind this uh, this timepiece, which is unique, uh, we will we we find the three uh, if I may say super watchmakers or master watchmakers. Who, who made, uh, uh, who are behind the reference 57 which, 260, which is the most complicated watch ever made in history? A, a time, a, a pocket watch that we, uh, we, we showcased it in 2015, yep. and uh, which counts 57 complications. So they, they are the people behind uh, this new uh, timepiece, Tempo. And so this is a 24 complication timepiece with double sided which uh, incorporates uh, 1,163 components. So as you know very well, watches which have more than 1,000 components in their movements are extremely rare. And uh, it's a mix of chiming uh, uh, complications, military repeater, together with the uh, stopwatches complications. So it's a split-second uh, uh, chronograph. And we have plenty of astronomical complications uh, as well. So it's, uh, you know, it, the idea is not to to break the record and to do better than the competition, not at all. The idea is really to showcase to to our clients and to the public as well that uh, that we this is an example of what of the of the the, the kind of, of very complex watchmaking that we, that we are able to do within the Le Caminotier uh, department. And so, last last uh, last uh, comment about that timepiece. So this is a fully symmetrical design which means that the designers, they, they thought about, about wearing this or giving the possibility to wear this timepiece on both sides. So, you know, on one side, you have the civil, civil time plus the split second chronograph plus a perpetual calendar. And then we have a very uh, simple system to, to release the strap. And you just flip tempo on your wrist and refix the strap. And then you have the other side, which is uh, the solar time. And uh, you have uh, some astronomical complications and a tourbillon. So it's also, uh, I think it's also uh, a way to, to to be creative and innovative in 2020, not only in the field of complications. How many of the tempo will you make? So just one. So unfortunately, one. if I may say, uh, just speaking with the heart. So because no. it's such a great uh, complication, but uh, in fact, this is a unique piece as we are talking about So, But in this workshop, it uh, it. It is possible if, if a client asks ask us to do a, a different version of the tempo, like uh, I would say, uh, removing a, a, a complication or, 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 on the contrary, uh, replacing one complication by another. So obviously we will we will agree to 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 do it, because uh, as we know uh, today. Uh, uh, the time, the cost in terms of time and the cost of cash uh, of to develop such a movement is, is very high. So, uh, okay. so we think that we, we, we hope to be able to, to use this, uh, some variations around this monument in, in the years to come, but always in unique pieces.
0: You know, Christian, I think the whole collection is, uh, is very interesting and I think it does exactly what you say and, uh, and it really shows the, uh, the skills and the heritage. Yeah. And, uh, and the history of the brand, and at the same time, particularly with the, the overseas, there's a there's a commerciality in the in the approach. So it's um, it's a very very nice collection, and uh, and a real pleasure to hear you uh, uh, describe it with your your passion and the uh, detailed knowledge. And the rest of the year, there's uh, is there more to come in the way of new products from Bershka?
1: So I think that you know, uh, to be very honest, so. Uh... We we started the year with uh, the launch of Begerie, which, uh, again, I, I repeat it, uh, has been a very important launch for us. Then uh, we came to Watch the Waters with uh, quite a lot of novelties. I think we haven't speak about the traditional novelties, which are the tourbillon for ladies and, and also yes. a monopusher chronograph. And so, you know, um, we we have quite a lot of work to do and to and, 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 ta- and to, to deliver these this new pieces. So I don't think that uh, we you you have to expect many many novelties from from our parts during this year 2020, and we will do our best to deliver the watches.
0: Well, I mean, our experience in uh, in 2020 up until the uh, lockdown was in uh, in not getting enough, particularly of the the overseas product because there was such a high demand both yes. in the UK and the US. So Absolutely. if your production is dedicated to that, we're uh, we're very happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, just mentioning production, uh, you're in Plan Loads and you're also in Valley de Joux. Are they both operating again now? Or what's the plan?
1: So, so we have restarted now. Uh, uh, this is the second week that we, are, that we have restarted. But this is uh, not all the... Not all the departments to to have restarted so so we are, we are, we are we are now in the process of, of re- restarting the production it, it has in fact restarted but as you as you know, the situation is quite complex uh, in, the, in the in the supply chain as uh, many of our, our, su- our suppliers have uh, closed as well, so we are restarting the production and i think uh, and we will in, in weeks to to come. We will uh, we will uh, increase more and more the, the, the production. So we, we we are crossing our fingers that uh, now can really restart the, the the year 2020, you know, on, on a good basis. And I think this is a wish that we can we can do for, for everyone around the planet.
0: Yes, you know, absolutely. We're all feeling exactly the same way and just hoping and praying that some yes. something close to normality will uh, will come to all of us soon. Uh, so you, you had your virtual presentation in watches and, uh, and wonders, but next year there will be a big expanded presentation in Geneva, obviously with a big with uh, Rolex and, and Patek moving from uh, moving from Basel. You look forward to one massive uh, presentation of uh, luxury watches in Geneva.
1: So I think that uh, what we can say about that is that now we are we are we have some some very uh, interesting neighbours in the area when when it's about yeah. the, the SHH. <clears throat> so. Um, you know, sincerely, I, I can't really comment uh, about uh, why about, about now about the situation, the, about what 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 happened. But uh, I think it's uh, it's a it's a very good thing for for Geneva. I think it makes sense that uh, that uh, that we are developing in Geneva because uh, because also uh, some of the, what, the, the the brands that that you are talking about are based in Geneva, and so uh, for us uh, we are happy to see that the SHH and its proximity. Is positively de- is positively developing.
0: Yes, I mean, I, and I've I've said in a in other interviews certainly for us as retailers, and I know for journalists, to have uh, again a coordinated, organised, one location, one okay. event yeah. will, be, uh, will be so much more efficient and uh, and practical. Uh, Christian, thank you very very much for uh, joining me. Congratulations on, uh, on your collection. Forward to seeing them in the watches of Switzerland stores. So okay. I, if, please, please enjoy the rest of your evening.
1: You too. Thank you very much. Goodbye to all. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Good bye bye. to you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Calibre podcast. We do hope you enjoyed it. Please do subscribe and listen to other episodes on Apple podcast and Spotify.